Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, welcome back, and thank you for listening. As always, this is sneaking up on the season for Passover. Passover starts April 15 at sundown. Why sundown? Because in the Jewish calendar, you account sundown to sundown as one day. This particular podcast, I would like to dedicate to a very special man who's gone to be with the Lord now. His name is Rabbi Yashiel Eckstein from the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Um, I never met him, and, but he never ceased to amaze me in the teaching that he offered. And uh, I would like to encourage any of you who are interested to get his book on the Holy Days of Israel. And it's an inspirational guide. It is published by the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. In this particular devotion, I'd like to share a segment of it with you because I really think it speaks to us. It speaks to the time. It's very good. It starts this way, and this is basically on the Holy Days of Israel, and this is a section devoted to Pesach, which is Passover. Psalm 10.1 says, Why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Now, the beginning of the devotion starts this way. Where are you? Sometimes it may feel like God is far away. When you're in the midst of a difficult time, whether you're struggling to find a job or a loved one in a losing battle against cancer or your child's involved in ungodly activities, it may at times feel like God is nowhere to be found. Why do you hide yourself in trouble? At various points in his life, David, the author of this psalm, probably had a good reason to question where God was and what he was doing. Where was God when David was running from his life, for his life, from the jealous King Saul? Where was God when David's own son led an uprising, and attempted to take over his father's kingdom. Where was God when David was surrounded by arrogant men who had no room in their hearts for God? It's at the low points in our lives that God seems to be far away, hiding from us. And it's times like that when we're tempted to let those doubts come between us and God. We may stop praying. We may shut ourselves off from the very one 
who can carry us through these difficulties. We might look at circumstances and conclude that God simply does not care. But notice that David, what David did in this psalm. Despite his doubts, David continued praying and asking God to come quickly to his aid. David didn't assume that because his current because of his current situation, God did not care or was unwilling to help him. Rather, David affirmed what he knew about God from his past experiences. Verse 14 says, But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. David knew that he was not alone. God knew what was happening and was with David in his troubles. In Passover, here's a question. What do you want to pass over you? Back in the time when Passover was being first done, Moses and the Israelites, they're in Egypt. It's a really bad situation. The death angel was passing over them. And that's pretty strong trouble, right? And in our own lives, we have things that we look at that we think are darkest death. I mean, really bad things. And we look at situations, and we look at a lot of uh, a lot of the turmoil going on around us, and a lot, and the temptation. The temptation then is to is for your mind to get fixed on that. I'll be honest, in those times, it is more important than ever to try to focus your attention on God. Now, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean practically? Because you may be thinking, well, okay, L.A., what are you saying? I just read the Bible all, all, all day, uh, you know, tell my job I'm taking a leave of absence, you know, and I'm going to read and pray all day. Yes and no. No, we can't stop what's going on in our lives. I mean, we have to live. We have to work. We have to clean. We have to eat. We have to do things. But here's the thing. When Paul says in the New Testament, pray without ceasing, he's not talking about, okay, I'm, I got my eyes shut, and okay, here I am, I'm praying. Uh, if you do that in the car, that can get kind of crazy. Mm. But here's the thing. It's the attitude, though. Prayers to God don't always have to be with your eyes shut. And if it's just you in the car... You can have a conversation. So, here's a little thing about communications. Okay, so I'm a communication person. That's, that's what I studied. That's what I've done as long as I can remember. Communication. It's a two-way, it's a two-way thing. 
prayer is not necessarily about changing God as much as it is about changing us and our attitude towards God so that God can do something. Now, it's the, the complication is, and the challenge is, to keep your mind on Him. Now, when you're in dire straits and your back is against the wall, people get really focused. You know, so, I mean, on lots of stuff. But uh, the people who think about God get really focused at that point, which is kind of sad that you have to get to that point before you get focused on God. But but let's uh, let's go back to the Passover, the original, before it happens. And let's look at Exodus five one, because. Uh, Aaron and Moses went to Pharaoh and said, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people go. Now, in the Ten Commandments, they stop there, right? But that's not what's happening. <laughs> you got to keep reading. You got to keep going. Let my people go. Why? that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. So there was a reason. There was a purpose. That was worship. Now, is the feast an act of worship? Yes. But that's not. it, it doesn't stop there because worship is a continuous action. And... By the way, later in Exodus, chapter 7, verse 16, uh, God sends him back and says, And you shall say to him, him being Pharaoh, and he's talking to Moses and Aaron, he says, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you, saying, Let my people go. And again, it doesn't stop there. That they may serve me in the wilderness. But so far you have not obeyed. And again, what is it? You say, oh, well, you know, I'm taking them out of... out of. Uh, I'm taking them out of Egypt so I can just, I can just turn them loose. You know, I'm just turn them loose in, in, in the desert and they can just run crazy. You know, that ought to be lots of fun. Those, all these people just running crazy in the wilderness. No, that's not it. It was purpose. It was focus. It was God's direction. Service to Him. And the interesting thing is, is there were actually two sets of people that got focused on the Lord. The first set was the Egyptians. And Pharaoh. He didn't listen. Eventually they did because God kept bringing him back, bringing him back, and then finally, boom, the big, the big uh, uh, plague hit, which was the death angel, and yeah. Yeah, he got focused, really focused then. But it also focused the people of God on God. And it was an event. 
it was a historic moment. And that's why there's a festival for it. It's massively important. But you know something? This is this is the quintessential Jewish festival, and it has deep, abiding, continuing lessons and things that every believer in in Jesus should pay attention to. Why? Because Jesus was Jewish, and guess what? He did Passover, seriously. And guess what? The Lord's Supper was a Passover. Some people say it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was a Seder. It was a Passover. The Lord's Supper is a remembrance of that, and a remembrance of his his life, death, burial, and resurrection. Yes, but here's the thing. They were saved for a purpose. A lot of people... Uh, okay, so I'll, let me back up because I don't want to generalize. Uh, let me just say, there are some theologians who believe that They really, you know, Old Testament, Old Testament stuff. We don't have to. We don't have to worry about that. You know, hey, that's Old Testament. We're New Testament. And to be honest, there is no such separation. It's artificial. It's totally artificial. Uh, in fact, one of the, the first people who gave the term Old Testament to Old Testament was a guy by the name of Marcion, or Martian, however you want to pronounce his name. And he was deemed a heretic later. But here's the thing. There's continuity here. Because if you consider yourself a believer, then and, and, and you want to lay hold on all these blessings God's got, you know, for his people. And boy, man, believe me. Uh, plenty of denominations out there. Yes, that's us. Yeah, and they're awesome. You know, about you know, let's let's take hold of all the last things. Well, they don't want to talk about the conditions. They don't want to talk about the behavior God has involved. And and guess what? When he took them out of Egypt, he said he didn't take them out to turn them loose to to, to go crazy. Unfortunately, something happened like that, but but it's not what he had in mind. He 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 said right there that they may serve me in the wilderness. And another thing, there are a, there are theologians, uh, you know, Protestant theologians who who teach that um, oh this all works, man, this all works stuff, this is all works stuff, you know. All that Jewish stuff is all works jazz. I got a question. What did they do to earn deliverance from Egypt? What did they do? Did Jesus did, or did Moses bring them all the commandments? And say, okay, God's got all these rules, and you got to do all these rules now. You get these rules done right, man, and and we'll come back and I'll get you out of here. That's not what happened. They were totally messed up in, 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 in so many situations. God pulled them out of there anyway. 
And then he took them into the wilderness and then he taught them. Isn't that works? Sounds to me like a response to, in get this word, gratitude. God did this for me. So I'm going to behave my blooming self because if I do that, that shows my gratitude to God. Whoa. And that's not about earning salvation. It's about showing gratitude to God. So anyhow. Back to the original question, and that is, what do you want to pass over you? It's Passover season. Maybe death. Maybe bad situation. Bad relationship. Bad home life. Bad work life. Maybe many things. But the Passover is coming. God can help things to pass over you. But there's a reason. And the reason is, He loves you, yes. But He wants you to serve Him. He wants you to serve Him. Now, how do you do that? Well, you've heard me say, prayer, Bible study, outreach. Three cornerstones on the that hold up that hold up the faith, and believe me, Jesus did every one of those things. But let's think about outreach. What can you do for someone else in a small way, in a big way? What can you do for someone else? In uh, in Jewish talk, they say that is a mitzvah. A mitzvah. A good act. An act you can do for someone. You know? And again, it's not to earn your salvation. It is to demonstrate gratitude to God. Yeah, yeah. So... With that in mind, I want to encourage you and also encourage you to keep on speaking it on. This edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.